This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, and that's in midfield. I'm still working on it. I uh, need to do some brainstorming. Mike, how you doing? I just feel like it, I'm still working on it. Is is the yeah? That's it, it. Is the intro like that's just what it is? I mean, there's no other way to start this this show. Everyone knows it's coming. We all know it's coming, but. What what's what's the status of uh of your barn right now, Steve? What what is it? How much hay is in it? Is the hay in the barn? Is there more hay that needs to be in the barn? What's what's the deal? The 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 barn is the barn has the hay. The hay is in the friggin' barn. I am I am ready to roll. I I will say that like you know I've never I've never really been in like I've trained. You know, back in the day, like I trained pretty competitively for the half marathon and everything under half marathon. I never really when I was really going, I never I never did a marathon. Um, And it wasn't until like I was in kind of my late 20s, early 30s, when I was kind of like getting out of competitive running, competitive running a little bit where I decided to focus on the marathon. Um, And, you know, I was just going off of a decade plus of of really aggressive training that just kind of carried me through. Um, I am. I'm very confident when I say I'm in the best marathon shape of my life. I'm not in the best running shape of my life. Like I can't, I have trouble getting under six minute pace, like consistently, but in terms of the marathon, I am in the best marathon shape of my life. I I believe that I saw your uh, half marathon results. Was it last weekend? That's yeah. pretty good. You're rolling. So yeah, I mean, I, I think my, my barn is substantially smaller than yours and, you know, maybe it's got a few, uh, broken roof tiles and, uh, you know, maybe my hay is a little bit more damp, but my hay is in the barn, my hay is in the barn. It is what it is. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and tell you that I feel like I'm in the best marathon shape of my life. But what I will say is I am, I'm happy with where I'm at. I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable with where I'm at. I came off of a, uh, I added a an extra long run that I wasn't planning on doing, and it, it it went great. I felt good. I felt smooth, and I I feel pretty confident right now that my half marathon pace. Th- th- this is the biggest difference between me and you right now, Steve. I mean, there's plenty of differences between our shape, but you're in good enough shape where you went out there and you ripped that half marathon. You feel pretty good. I, I feel like my half marathon pace and my marathon pace right now is probably pretty similar. <laughs> I'm, I'm not fast, right? Like I don't have, I, I do not feel fast, but I do feel like I, I feel strong enough that like I can maintain a, a, a steady pace for a long period of time. I feel fit enough to go out there and do the long distances to fight through the long distances. And, you know, is that going to give me the, the uh upper hand in like the the last 10 miles where i need to cut down and do some blistering speed maybe not but i'm right where i I, i'm 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 in good enough shape where it's like if i'm there 
and I'm having a day, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I'm going to be able to put myself in a position where I, you know, put myself where I need to be late in the race, I think. And that's, you know, that's all I asked myself when I went into this training cycle. So it is what it is. And I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with my barn. I feel good about my barn. My barn's a little bit more rustic, but Hey, people like rustic these days. Well, you know, I, I, uh, I coming off probably, you know, two of the best, uh, training weeks I've had since probably my mid to early twenties. I, I busted out a 21 mile or felt great a couple weekends ago. Mike, how did your, how did your 20 go in, in Vermont? My Steve, it wasn't, I'm not going to say it was better than my, um, my long Island long run, but it was the second best long run of my, of my training cycle. I found this. I actually have an incredible story about that run that I can get to after we kind of go through this. Remind me to tell the story. But I found this crazy, amazing path. It was nice and flat. I had to drive like 45 minutes to get there because I was not running from or I was in the mountains. But it was an incredible run. It was one of those runs where you just kind of like, like, where the hell am I? I was amazing. But don't, don't let me forget to tell the story from that run. All right. Well, I, I just kind of wanted to touch on it. So I have my 21 mile run, longest run I've done. Uh, probably in over five years. Um, and I did something, Mike, on my run that I highly recommend that everybody does on their kind of last long run before they go go into their marathon. What I did was I created a route where I tried to connect all the important running routes that I did wow, that I entire that. year leading up to the marathon point to point my wife dro- dropped me off and you know Erin was awesome she met me like every three miles to give me you know like water and, and Gatorade so um, but she dropped me off at the beginning and she you know met me a couple places and and picked me up at the end but I started all the way on one side of the you know city outside the city in a different city and I ran into Lowell and I connected all all of my important routes and it was like it was it was a perfect run it was a perfect day but the entire time, I'm just reminding myself of all the hard work I've done uh, in the past years. So I highly fantastic. recommend. I, I, it was like an idea I came up with a couple days before I did it. And I mapped out the route, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." And the entire time, I was like, "This is this is how you do your last long run." And I, I, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's one of those. I mean, you you get to this point in the when you, you're up in your mileage when it's like every run needs to be very carefully thought out and you know you're thinking about where you're going to get your water and you know making sure you're figuring out your route so you can go the distance but that takes like the extra level of coordination because you're not just doing like a run where you're trying to figure out how to get the the 20 21 miles in you're trying to figure out like all right i need to go down this way to make sure i hit a piece of this route and then i gotta get over here so that that that's some that's some serious thought and coordination right there so I, I have I have some stuff I want to talk about from my half marathon this weekend. But Mike, why don't you go ahead and, and tell us a story from your 20 yeah. miles? So, so the run I did, it was on the West River at Adel, Rattleboro, Vermont. So you go and you go, the first like six miles is just on this like really nice bike path that goes along the river. And then the next, I, I did an out and back. So the next like four to five miles, the, the um, bike path just like dumps out onto this dirt road. That's still along the river, so it's still flat, right? You're not like going out into the mountains, but it is completely dirt road. And you see a house every quarter mile, every half mile, and you are just in the middle of nowhere, Vermont. 
but it was really cool. Like we hit Vermont in like the perfect weekend, the brightest, most like peak colors. So, you know, crisp air. It, it was just like ideal running weather. So I was in heaven, just like cruising along, feeling great. I turn around and I'm on my way back. I'm probably at mile like 14 or 15 at this point. And out of nowhere from the like into this dirt road road, this dog sprints out into the middle of the road. And it's just me and this dog staring at each other. And he's barking at me, barking at me. But it's like you can you know a bark when it's like, yeah like a, a defensive bark and an aggressive bark. This didn't seem like an aggressive bark. It was like a, Hey, you're near my property type of bark. So I kind of like approached the dog and I was like trying to like talk in a high pitch voice to it. Just trying to like calm it down a little bit. And it clearly wasn't going to like attack me. So like my guard went down for at first, my guard was up. My guard went down a little bit. And so I'm like, all right, this dog's not going to attack me. So I'm just going to, at this point, I'm like walking just to like not intimidate it. But I'm just like, I'm just going to walk by it. And once I get, far, you know, far past enough, it'll be fine. So as I walk by it, I, it follows me past this like group of trees. And now we're in somebody's like huge, like multi acre front yard. And there's this big rusty old tractor sitting in this front yard. And they're on this tractor are three little kids, three little boys, all ranging from maybe like three years old to six years old. And as I come along the, the turn, the dog's still barking at me. These three kids are standing on the tractor, just going, runner, runner. <laughs> and now they're chanting the dog's name. And one kid's going, get him, get I mean, they are <laughs> cheering on this dog. There isn't a parent within a mile radius of these kids these kids are just jumping up on the tractor laughing their ass off at me and screaming at this dog to attack me no one's like trying to call the dog back no one's it i mean it was like i just started cracking up in the middle of this like dirt road i'm like that is the funniest thing ever these kids are just like waiting on their tractor for some like idiot in short shorts who clearly doesn't belong there and like screaming at him and cheering on their dog to like kill them. So it was, yeah, it was, it gave me a good chuckle and it, it, that entertained me for the rest of my run. Oh, that's great. That That is awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you can get sometimes those, uh, I, that's happened to me before kind of on like a dirt road, like a dog comes out and it's always one of those things where it's like, this could be really bad. Yeah. It's like, like I said, I, I realized pretty quickly I was going to be okay, but that like first like 60 seconds, I was like, I I don't know what's about to happen here. Like this, I'm in the middle of nowhere, and I I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen. So, but it 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 turned out fantastically. I was I was <laughs> I was very pleased with the results. So I I ran my half marathon this weekend, and it was a beautiful day. I was running with some friends, just kind of nice and controlled. Just you know, testing out race pace a little bit, cutting down a little bit. Just kind of it it was a, it was a great day. Um, just beautiful weather. So much fun. I love the Bay State Half Marathon. Anybody in the area that's looking for a fast half marathon, I think Bay State's the best best half marathon in Massachusetts to go get a fast time. I think it's just absolutely perfect. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, I'm, I'm in my mid-30s now, and um, I think I have to accept where I'm at with something, Mike. And it's not a place... I ever thought I would be, 
And it's not, it's something I used to make fun of people for mainly like the old guys in these races. Um, and it's not, it's at a point where it's not a one-off. It's a regular thing. It's a point where every time it's over a 10 mile run, it's probably going to happen to me. It actually, this year, every time I've gone over a 10 mile run, it has in fact happened to me. Um, and I think I'm just going to come out and admit it. And I'm going to just kind of say where I'm at as a runner and as a human being. Oh, boy. Um, I am officially a bloody nipple guy. Okay. All right. That was, I was a little bit afraid that was going to go a different direction. <laughs> what did you think? Things where it's like under normal, if my brain didn't go somewhere else, I would have been like, you know, a little bit more taken aback by that. I thought, I thought you were about to tell me you're, you're a poop your pants cow. No, no, I don't no, know. No, I, don't no, know no. I don't know why the buildup for that made me think that you were pooping your pants. I mean, have you not always been a bloody nipple guy? No, I feel like you've is, always been a bloody. No, this is a. This but I've is seen. A, I've seen. I've seen the the pictures in the past of. But it it that was like like an occasion that was once, a, that was like yeah. a once every four years occurrence. This is a regular occurrence. Now. Is there nothing you can do? Like you can't slap it up with body glide. You can't. I put an excessive amount of body glide. No band aids. That will no band aids. But I I put so much body glide on. So yeah. much body glide. So I it's just where I'm at. This is what it is. Okay. And I, you know, my my wife made this beautiful white singlet with a purple <laughs> with a purple uh P2E logo. The thing is, it's nice, it's fresh, it's clean, <laughs> yeah. it's beautiful, and it is just it looks like I got shot. In fact, I have a I have a video that is it's gonna be a pretty nice audio clip do you want me to play it yeah please do um so let me see before you play it is um it's happened to me a couple times i've never gotten like super bad you know i've gotten like yeah a little i've never had like the drip down the shirt like you've had and what i've noticed is it doesn't and, and again i'm i'm an amateur bloody nipple guy so correct me if i'm wrong here but i've never had it like hurt while i'm running it's always once you stop and then you realize what had happened and then that's when the pain sets in. Is that is that an accurate description? I don't I don't feel any pain until I get into the shower. Yeah, right, right. right. Feel zero pain okay. until I get in the shower. I don't even know what's happening. Um, okay, so I'm gonna pull a video here. So this is a video uh, because it was in my my hometown, um, and I was running. My wife was running. My, bro- my our brother Chris was running. Um, our our parents came out to watch the race. And they were cheering us on. Um, and so I'm going to play an audio clip. And I'm going to play it over the microphone to Mike. And maybe I'll send it to you and you can even just plug it right in. But it's a, it's a pretty funny audio clip of our mother. So let me, uh, let me, let me get this going here. I think too early. Steven, it's just bleeding from the nipple. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh man! That is that's fantastic. <laughs> and it was like, and it's one of those things where, like, you know, because 
and then and the beautiful thing for about for me running base eight, you know, I don't need the I don't need to do a bag check or anything like that. I just go down, I park. I know I have my hidden parking spot that I go to every time. I don't need to go through all the the rigmarole of like going in the parking garage, doing bag check. I can just do my warm-up from the car right to the starting line. And so I finish and I don't have any I don't have any of my stuff. And I'm just there with like a dark red stain going down. <laughs> going down my singlet and you know i know everybody there like i know everybody at the finish so i gotta like stand there and talk to everybody like an idiot with this blood covered shirt and <laughs> i was like i was like started to after i was like hanging around for like 15 20 minutes just talking and catching up with people with my obnoxious blood covered shirt i started jogging in my car i was like i gotta go get a shirt and change out of this real quick and one of the guys like breaking down the starting lights, he's like, Oh damn, what happened, you kid? What happened? You okay? You okay? I'm like, oh, yeah, man, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. He's like, But you're bleeding, are you okay? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> you could tell he wasn't a runner. He was just like helping. I was about to say if, it, if there's any environment you can get away with it, right? It's it's at a it's it should be at the at a half marathon. But I guess so. But yeah, that's that's my uh that's my confession. So uh right. That's that's What's where I'm at. Thing? And I think I think I just need to go like straight Andy Bernard and accept it because oh yeah. There's no yeah, there's no way around it at this point. I mean either I that or like you just you need to just go buy a bunch of red singlets or something like that. Like you need to... Well, that's a good point, Mike. Yeah. That's a good point. Because you be a red singlet guy. You know, not to get too technical with this, I you know, I'll load up the body glide, Vaseline or whatever, but I'm not going the band-aids. I'm not going the nip guy. I just can't have that ear. I'd rather I'd rather be bleeding out than have Literally. that have that weird feeling on you. Like I just can't. I can't do that. So that's fair. Uh, maybe I go, maybe I go red singlet. That's You're a good just a point. red shirt guy now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, hmm. Maybe I gotta get one for Indy. Yeah. Maybe I gotta get a red a red singlet for Indy. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for for the marathon, it's kind of like a badge of honor. I don't Maybe think it'll worry. I don't think it'll worry about. I, I think for like your regular runs, like if you're doing a longer run, you should stock up on some red shirt. But for Indy, it's like what? It's a badge of honor. Nobody's. Maybe maybe that's our uh, our next apparel drop is 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 blood colored singlets. So if you're if you're a bleeder, it will hide. Or or I think the or, other direction. What if we? What if I we think do? We have white singlets that have. We do like pre-made blood stains, the uh, blood, the bloody sock singlets. Right. Yeah, blood, I think blood. that's. I think that's. Chilling style. That'd be that'd be <laughs> that'd be pretty hilarious. Oh man! All right. Well, hey, um, we got Indianapolis coming up. We got a bunch of two crew coming out, and we're you know obviously a big reason why we're we're going out is for the after party. So we have our our uh, our friend uh, Brant uh, the. The owner of uh, Bell Lap Track and Field Gear, um, he's coming on to kind of tell us a little bit about what's going on after the marathon. So after the marathon, we're going to Dugout Bar. I believe it's about a mile from the start-finish area. Um, so we're going to get that going around maybe like 4 o'clock-ish. But he, he he came on to just talk uh, talk to us a little bit about it. So let's uh, let's talk to our friend Brent real quick. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? What's good? The, the hair is looking glorious as always. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess right now. I just got done with a run. Nice, <laughs> very cool. Well, hey, we're 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 talking a little bit about uh, 
the marathon, just kind of getting getting ready. We wanted to give the uh, the two crew that's coming out a little info about what we going what we got going on post race. Yeah, so we uh, we're gonna go to this awesome dive bar that has a Miller Lite special. That's so uh, it's called the Dugout. It's in a, a hipster neighborhood um, of Indy, Fountain Square. So we're gonna head down there. It's about a mile and a half from the start, but only like a half a mile from where uh, from where the Pacers play, and about a mile from where the Colts play. Perfect. So we'll be we'll be heading there on on Saturday. Uh, Four thirty five is what you guys were talking about. Yeah, man that that would be that would be awesome. So, uh, Mike Brant and I, uh, I'm sorry, got that. Chief and I. No, were you're talking. fine. You're fine. Okay. You can say Brant. <laughs> Brant and I were talking uh, early this week. We were kind of texting, and he was like sending over, uh, you know, kind of plans. Uh, um, at one o'clock, and I was like, dude, I was like, that looks awesome, but I'm gonna need a couple hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, uh, listen, I, 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 I know how I get after these races. I'm gonna need a couple hours, and once I'm out, I'm good to go but I don't think I can go right from the finish line to this party. And then we were like, kind of, you know, talking like, all right, well, you know, do we want to look somewhere else? Do we want to stay here? And I was like, honestly, man, the dirtier, the, the bar, the better. Like, I don't, I don't want to go anywhere too nice. Like I, I need, I need the Miller lights flowing. Like I love a good craft beer every once in a while, but I need the Miller lights. I need some cheap shots. I need some, you know, a jukebox that I can put on some eighties rock. You know, so like I, I think we we settled on a pretty good spot. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I got, I've got to pull up here, and it's interesting because like the outside looks very divey, and then there's elements inside that are also very divey, but it's got like a hint of, I think, like you said, a hint of like hipster kind of like cool cool vibe. Um. So just just enough where it's not like too dirty and we're not going to scare away the people who don't don't run in the same kind of crowds that you do, Steve. But it's got the the, the right kind of vibe we're looking for. Well, so he, yeah, asked- you know, it's got all the it's got all the elements that you want, you know, cold beer, cheap, cheap drinks. But like you can get like some nicer whiskeys if you want. And then they've got like a full menu, like all the like pizza burgers fries all the all the stuff that you're gonna want post marathon what's what's the clientele gonna be like uh so the bar has been there forever and so at the bar posted up you're gonna see like the regulars that have been there they're like 75 years old or look like they're 75 probably only 55 (laughs) and uh they they're probably holding cigarettes and they're not smoking them because it you're not allowed to smoke in bars anymore, but they really, they really want to smoke them in the bar. That <laughs> They're so oral, oral addicted fixation. that they need to, they need yeah. to hold it. <laughs> yeah. And okay. then, uh, then you'll get a bunch of young people like watching, uh, the games on the TVs and then they've got a touch tunes so you can play whatever music you want there. Uh, perfect. This is, this is the absolute perfect spot. So, um, yeah, man, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, and then, and then Sunday we were kind of talking about it. Maybe this is the place we end up on Sunday, but you know, we, I did, I did find out and Brent, I'm, I'm surprised this haven't, hasn't come up in conversation before. There's like a giant sports book, like right around the corner. 
from where we're staying. So I think that's maybe where we're going to end up on Sunday for the football. So historically, there's been a when the the Patriots are in town, they've had a uh, a bar that does is it becomes a Patriots bar, but I don't know if they're doing that this time. They yeah they I can look it up. There's like a um there's actually like um I think PFW Mike talks about it, but there's like a database yeah with like the Patriots spot in each like major American city. So we can look that up, but listen, I'm not, I enjoy mixing it up with the locals. Like I don't necessarily need to be surrounded by a bunch of Patriots jerseys. Like I, I like, I like going into the belly of the beast and, Hey, and go down, go downtown then, man, you might as well (laughs) just go to like the Indiana bar. Uh, I mean, that's, uh, Oh, what's the Indiana bar? I I'm gonna have to think about it. Give me a second; it'll come to me. But but what I was gonna say, having a betting window there makes the location significantly better too. So <laughs> yeah, it's old school. Like you walk up and you can place bets. That was like one of the only places you could bet before uh, they legalized the apps. So you'd like walk up and you could place your bet. Um, you know, for the Patriots to win like during the summer before the season even starts. I mean, Kil- Kilroyce me- is the name of the. It's like a University of Indiana bar that they've got like a one of them in Indiana, Indianapolis. So it's Kilroy's. I don't know, man. I think you just gave me the hard sell on the old school sports book. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think that it sounds like I think it's pretty be. much a done deal. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, I gotta say, I am um, very excited to come to Indianapolis. Um, I'm. I couldn't be more pumped for this marathon. So I'm pumped for the marathon. I'm pumped for the festivities. I'm fun. I'm pumped to, to hang out with you and the rest of the bell lap crew. Um, the two crew is, is going to be all jacked up and, and, and ready to have some fun in Indianapolis. So we're I got, I got good. one question for you, yeah. Steve. What's uh what's the race day footwear situation looking like? It's endorphin pro three all the way. I, I did a half marathon in them uh, this weekend. And it's just like, it's it's honestly the greatest racing shoe I've ever worn in my life. The thing is unbelievable. Uh, that's gonna take at least at least four minutes off my time. Heck yeah! So, gotta go carbon plate. <laughs> All right, hey, take care, boys. All right, brother. We'll see you yeah. soon. All right, thanks to uh, our friend Brant from uh, Bell Lap Track and Field Gear for coming on. So, um, dugout bar in Indianapolis, be there after the marathon. Things are going to get a little turned up and then we'll keep you posted about oh, what's going to happen for the Pats game on Sunday. I'm Mike. I'm feeling the sports book. I think I, we need to go to the sports. Book. I think we have to do it. I think we have, I, I don't, I don't know how we can't. Not it would be disingenuous to us. It, it would be, it, it's, it's got plenty of TVs. It's got plenty. It's big enough to, to accommodate all of us. Uh, you don't. Yeah. You don't. If you're not. If you're not interested in betting on the sports, I mean, that you don't need to. That shouldn't stop you from coming. You can still come, have a good time. You're gonna have beer and football. lights. Yeah, beer and football. Like right. Like that's that's just an added on bonus that they happen to have a window with a guy who's gonna take all my money. Yeah, and yeah, maybe we'll do. And if you, maybe we'll do a little gambling tutorial if people don't know <laughs> what's going on. I so. think we should do it. Uh, uh, two crew parlay. 
and everyone just oh, sprinkle in like yeah. five, so ten bucks. See, that's what you got to do. And we'll do like a we'll do like a six game parlay or something. And if everybody's cheering for the same thing, then it yeah, makes I think so it'll be awesome. Fun. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we'll do. Um. Okay. So that that I I think it's yeah I, I think it's pretty much settled. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Mike, you got a quick news story for us? You got a quick news story. Um, <laughs> I I love this story. So. Do you see this, Steve? The boss, the two, the twenty twenty one women's Boston Marathon champion. Do you see this? No, no. Okay. This <laughs> is so the the two thousand twenty one Boston Marathon champion Diana uh, Kipioki. She has tested positive for drugs, so that's you know our thing. She she play riding uh, dirty. Yeah, play a little riding dirty. She got hit with the drugs, and um, so you know you're expecting the the same process that goes on with everybody who gets hit with drugs, you know, some story or some denial or this or that. Not what happened, Steve. No, no, no. Her agent comes out publicly and says, you know what, folks? Diana did it. She's guilty. We're sorry. You know, that's it. That's, that's, um, who, who did that? Did, um, David Cohn did that, right? For the Yankees? Oh, I don't know. In the middle. That's was a throwback. That's a I don't throwback wanna, with David Cohn. David Cohn? Um, it was one of the guys. But anyways, I'm trying to think. One of the Yankees pitchers, like, in the middle of the – David like, Wells or – No, I don't think it was David Wells. Maybe it was David – I'll look it up in one second. Well, this is a good sign that you can't even remember his name. Well, that's my point. That's my point. In the heart of, like – in the in the heart of, like, Balco, like, you know, mid-2000s when all the – when all the – um. You know the steroid stuffs came came out. I'm trying to think. I think it was Dave. somebody came out and they just said, "Yeah, I did it. I'm sorry," and everybody forgot about it. Well, right? I mean, it's like this is now a non-story. Like we've taken all of all of the air out of it. Like all the juicy details where people can break down and really get into. It. It's just like, oh, oh, never mind. Like she's sorry. She she like she just did it. Oh. All right, well, like, let's move on to the next thing. Like, I mean, it, in this day and age, where it's like people have tried every excuse in the book, and they've tried everything. It's just like it's such a breath of fresh air. Just like have someone just be like, "Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I, I did it." And I it's just think like, it's oh, a, all right. I think it's a great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me, let me, yeah, let me look. this David Cohn. I, I think it was David Cohn. Um, steroid apology. That would be shocking because I've, I hadn't. Uh, and if it's not David Cohn, I apologize to David Cohn. Actually, I don't give a shit. Um, but <laughs> it was one of the Yankee pitchers. Who was it? Um, David Cohn steroid apology. Let's see what he said. Uh, maybe it wasn't him. Hmm. I'd have to do some more research. But one of the I, one of the Yankees pitchers, I think, just came out and apologized. I can't remember exactly who it was. I mean, again, um, I think I think this is like proving your point. Like the fact that yeah. we can't even remember who it was is, and it was probably a, a big name, right? And I can name every single big name who was not every single one, but most of the big names are on the Balco list. I can I can go through my repertoire of people I know did steroids, but whoever this pitcher was, he sits here and remains nameless because we can't remember his name and. That's because uh, it was non-story. He he took all the the air out of the story. So exactly, just just a I, I don't know, very very funny way to handle it. Like literally, the quote is from the quote from the ages. 
Diana is completely guilty, and I am sorry. I mean, I mean like, and of story. Yeah, like, how do you how do you like rebut that? Like, there's just nothing Press you can say. Conference like, over. Yeah. <laughs> period. Like, we're sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that there's uh there's my one new story for the day. I just I I don't know. I love that. All right. Well, I have another news story for you. Um. And did you see that? Um, uh, uh, as uh, her name, Sage Sage Herda and Joe Klecker got married over the weekend. No, did not see that. Her name is Sage, right? Sage Herda is that a first name? Sage is for sure a first name. Is yeah. it her first name? I don't know, but Sage is yeah, hundred percent a first name. I I don't know why I'm blanking right now. Sage. I just says Sage now. Her her Instagram. I think it's her. Well, now it might be Clacker. Who knows? But Clacker, uh, right. uh, they they got they got married over the weekend, and um, you know there was there was a couple runners that were at the wedding and posting kind of uh, you know Instagram stories, and you know it was fun to watch. Um, but you know, so here's the thing about a guy like Joe Clacker. Joe Clacker is an Olympian, stud athlete. He's he's not necessarily even built like a runner. He, he's got like a little bit more muscle to him. Good looking guy. Great head of hair. Just kind of like the all American dude. And um, it's nice to know that. Guys who on the surface look like they have everything just, you know, every once in a while don't have everything, because let me tell you, Mike, Joe, I love you, man, but you cannot dance to save your life. Oh, no. Guy Are people has- floating? The guy has no rhythm, zero rhythm whatsoever. So, I mean, the guy, the guy on, on paper is perfect in every aspect, but the guy's got no rhythm. He can't dance. See, That's a, that's a tough thing for, for guys like that, because those videos don't, don't surface ever, right? Like you, you, if you're at a bar with your friends late and you dance or whatever, those videos aren't going to surface on social media, but at a wedding, yeah. Listen, they're gonna they're gonna come out. So it's like you, you got to know that if you're gonna throw down some bad dance moves, the world's gonna see it. It's your wedding. People are gonna they're gonna put all that stuff out there. It's gonna become public knowledge. So that that's tough news to know that uh that that our guy Clucker is uh he's not ripping up dance floors. He's not ripping rug. Yeah, I, I pulled I pulled a quick uh. Rip and run. <laughs> Just gonna leave that one there. Uh I uh I pulled a quick video. Let's see, Mike here. Oh no. Oh no. It's just it's just awful. I mean Come it's on. not just I mean we're focusing on him, but it's not just him. I mean that whole crew. It's a, it's a bunch of runners. Yeah, that whole crew is that's a tough look. That's a tough, <laughs> that's a tough look. I mean, they look like they're like, listen, no disrespect. They look like they're having a, a hell of a time. They look like they're having a blast. But uh yeah, I mean there there's there's not a whole lot of uh rhythm going on in that in that group. But hey, all jokes aside, congratulations to Joe and Sage on your wedding. Uh it, it's a running power couple. I mean, I was just gonna make you know, one of those memes or jokes or whatever. It's like, tell me you're you're uh, a distance runner without telling me you're. D-. And then, like midway through having that thought, I'm like, I, that's like the worst joke in in the whole world. So I'm not <laughs> gonna make. Even though I just did make that joke, 
it's the worst joke in the world. So I'm not going to make it. Well, you know, I think people who attended my wedding or your wedding might have uh, a difference of opinion. I, on that. I, I completely agree, Steve. The, I, I would like to think that the, uh, the low distance runners can, can cut it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I, I, I think we have bring. the, have the videos from your senior year of high school ever surfaced on the peak too early airwaves. I see. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if those still exist. I mean, there was like, I don't, you know, I don't was, know. That was your team's thing. You guys used to dance it up. Yeah. My, uh, I don't know if we've told a story before, but our, our mom, uh, was a teacher at the local private high school, much smaller school. And they used to practice at the, the, um, <laughs> the, the same like park, like the cross country would pass the same park that we would. And, mom walks into her classroom one day and there she like overhears these kids talking about you know just, yeah well, like we got to practice and there was music blaring in the parking lot and and all these kids were dancing on top of trucks and like jumping <laughs> off the trucks and doing all these crazy things and then you know like a half hour later they sprint by us on our on our long runs like, they're like you know amazed by the story and mom just like doesn't even have to ask the question she just she just knows she's like oh, okay yeah that's uh, <laughs> that's my son's uh, friends <laughs> friend of the uh who, somebody did like a documentary was it a friend of the program uh barry Francoeur, right uh no nate tenzar nate, nate tenzar. tenzar oh why was it okay yeah. nate, i wonder if he's got uh i got still exists out there somewhere i bet i could find it I bet I could find. I it. think we need some of that dancing footage. Some of the yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll do a little research. We might be able. Oh. We might be able to dig that up. All right, all right. Um, I got a couple other things here that I did want to touch on before the end of the podcast. Here, let me go to my notes here. Um, oh, let me. Oh, okay. So I gotta I I gotta pull this up here. I saved it on Instagram. So I got to tell, so something happened this at a race this weekend. Let me just pull it up. It's taking forever. This is great radio. This is the best radio. Need to have it. Got it. Okay. All right. So at Nuttycomb, I'm just going to say something to you. And I, I think I, I got it. I, I know what your reaction is going to be. BYU's men's top five. 1.9 second spread. No. I mean, they must have been doing a workout or something, right? Hey, what does that mean to you? I mean, that's... There's no way that's a real pack time. Like, that can't be a real pack. They That's a workout, right? I mean, it, it might be. I just... So, I, mean, I mean, either that's a workout or, or like, I am salivating right now. Like, if I could... If I could push all my chips in and bet on BYU to win the national championship, I don't, you know, I, I haven't even like, I, I probably shouldn't admit this on the airways, but I haven't like done a, a deep enough deep dive into to cross country at this point in the season. We're getting pretty late in the season, but 1.9 second pack time. I mean, that is, oh, baby. Oh, I mean, that man. was, I mean, that gets me excited. That was the only thing our high school coach cared about. He didn't yeah. care about anything but pack time. That 1. was like nine seconds. That can't be real, Steve. That has to be a workout. That has to be a workout, like running together, or, like doing a tempo run. 
Maybe. Yeah, maybe you're going to do a little more research on 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 who ran well, I mean, or, that, or how that, that Instagram post right there was pretty uh praising. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, that's either a a tempo run and and working together as a team or that is my maybe my my favorite team in the country right now. BYU men's post a mind-blowing time spread without Casey Klinger. Okay, so Casey Klinger wasn't in there, but still still pretty incredible. Still but if Case Clinger's not in there and your two through seven is still 1.9, so if you, you're your ace up top and then you have a two through seven with 1.9 or two through five, I mean, that's still unbelievable. It's incredible. Yeah. So uh, I thought it was it was uh, worth noting. We still we got to make it out to Nighticombe one of these years. I mean, that's it's got to happen. Nighticombe's a, a huge goal. Yeah. Um, outside, this- outside of nationals or like – I think just outside of nationals, actually, that might be like my most desired cross country meet. I think I want to go to Nutty Comb more than I want to go to nationals, just because. Depends where nationals is, but yeah, but I mean, we could do it. Would just be the perfect weekend because we could do Nutty Comb, we could do a Wisconsin football game, we could hang out in Wisconsin. It would be it would be awesome. And I got to be honest, I'm like, you know how, like, you get to a certain point in your life where. You know, you want to go to a football game once a year for the experience, but at the end of the day, you'd rather just be like on your couch with your second TV, having red zone in the corner and like your own free Miller lights and um, endless chips and sauce. Like there comes a point in your life when it's just like, you know, I don't really want to go to the football game. I'd rather just be at my house. I kind of am like spoiled with the, um, uh, like the real time updating of the scores and everything like that, where it's like, I don't know if I could watch nationals without, without that at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like watching it in person, like the energy would be great, but it's like, I, I need to know the real time scoring. <laughs> yeah. And in, in that, I mean, it's all business at nationals. Nutty comb just seems a little more fun. Like that's where, yeah. you, you know, you're going to, you're going to get, yeah, you, you might get some of the top guys sitting, but you're going to have people that are, you know, uh, going after it to get a win. So, I, yeah, I think Nighty Comb might be more fun. Well, well, that that's a topic for uh, for next summer as we as we start yes. looking at the fall. Um, this this so this is a topic that happened. Uh, it happened a couple weeks ago, um, but uh, I, we haven't we haven't been able to put on the pod to talk about it yet. Uh, Josh Cox, uh, oh. former. <laughs> Pro marathoner, now <laughs> sports agent, uh, now probably more known for being a uh, a San Diego Padres fan, more so than anything right now. Um, when the uh, Padres were playing the Mets, Josh Cox became the most hated person in the entire Mets world. So he, he in the elimination game, he sat front row behind the dugout and he wore his um like Miami Vice like uh you know neon Padres get up and he was all over the TV everybody was tweeting about it like who is this asshole um I I so I retweeted one tweet from um uh uh, uh from Barstool Sports let me see if I can pull it up um but he tweeted let's see what did, what did Feidelberg tweet it's something like this this guy is the worst or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I <laughs> and I just I just tweeted at Josh Cox. I didn't make many friends in New York last night. And he just says, No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, here's the thing, man. Like 
Josh Cox is one of the most interesting people in the history of the sport. He was a very good runner, but he wasn't like top tier. Like he was, he wasn't like the best. Like he was, he was very good. He was good enough to be a pro. Um, but he somehow find a way to make make himself super marketable. He probably made more money at the time than any other people, except for like maybe you know what Ryan Hall was getting from Asics. But he had all these sponsorships, and it's why he's a good agent for the sport because he found ways to make money off the sport other than just being the best in the sport um so he has this you know fairly successful running career he goes on to to be a sport agent um to be for for runners but he transitioned just to being a diehard sports fan and his like instead of being like super into the sport of running instead of like being uh like caring about the sport of running too much he just throws all of his energy into being a diehard Padres fan and I absolutely love it. I, I do love it too. It's exactly I what I would do. If I made it, if I made money off the sport and I was able to kind of like be fairly comfortable and have a sports agency, I would travel around to go watch the Red Sox play big games. Like that's is that is what I would do. Yeah, and that part of it I love. But here's my only complaint is why can't one time like the guy associated with the running world go viral on the internet for like making like a one-handed catch into his his like into his beer or you know something cool like that why does he have to go viral for wearing this like crazy neon outfit and no like, you're looking like, at it wrong you're looking at uh, it wrong he was like i'm rolling into new york and i'm going to make all the mets fans yeah yeah like tell me that's not something that you'd want to do no, I would definitely want to do it. I would definitely want to do it. Maybe it's just like the look of those jersey and how stupid those jerseys look. But I guess that's the point. I, I guess he that's was what like, he's like, I am going to be obnoxious. Yeah, I yeah, am no, going to true. piss that's off true. a stadium full of New Yorkers and everybody sitting at home that's going to have to look at my bright ass Padres jersey is going to <laughs> fucking hate me. I love it. Yeah, and it worked, and it worked. So, I mean, and it was funny, like all the people like in the comments, like, who is this guy? And they're throwing out all these people like, oh, I think it's this former Padre player. <laughs> and it's like, nope, it's a it's a former pro pro marathoner. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that no, that picture was was definitely laugh out loud funny. It's like, what what is Josh doing right now? I mean, I I, I got to I got to tip my cap. I got to respect it. So like you, Mike. You telling me that if you you were going viral on the internet because you went because you followed the Red Sox to no, I mean, to to let cool. me no let me finish painting the picture. If you followed the Red Sox and you sat front row in a playoff game and you made an entire stadium of the opposing team hate hate you and you went viral for that, you telling me you wouldn't be eating every second that of no that I, no yes no I totally would I a hundred percent would. Yeah, no, I would, I would, I would. You're right. I mean, I just, yeah, I, 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 I love it. Um, well, hey, that that's all I got. You got anything else, Mike? That's all I got. All right, well, let's kick off the bell app. Mike, what do you got, people, on the bell app? This is, this is not going to be a surprise, Steve. Listen, the the whole region of New England's talking about it right now, uh, and we got to talk about it. Um, we got quarterback controversy in new england and before i i really get into it here i just want to say i do love i do love the fact that we have quarterback controversy because this is not something that we've actually really ever 
been able to experience, right? Like there's, there's something I've heard about, right? Quarterback controversy. And there, over the years, there was like fake quarterback controversy just because like we kind of want to dip our toes into it. But no, this is the real deal. We got real quarterback controversy. Um, and I and I would like to make my my stance on it public. Um, listen, I'm a, I, I'm a Mac Jones guy. I I like what what Bailey's done over the last couple weeks. Uh, he's shined. He's made a big name. Like I said, he brought in quarterback controversy. But I am not gonna sit here. If if we decide to make a decision on Bailey Zappi, you have to do it right now. And if you go into Bailey Zappi mode, there might not be ever. You might not ever be able to come out of that. Mm. Where the other direction, where it's like if we go back to Mac. That possibility to go back to Bailey still exists. And it's been two games. Listen, quarterbacks shine over a two-game window all the time. And and he made some nice throws. He hit a lot of open receivers. I'll say that. Um, And it's it's nice to have two good quarterbacks on your team. But people are going to look at those first three games from Mac and the turnovers and the mistakes. And, yeah, he got a bad start to his season. Sophomore slump. I get it. Um, But – this time of year last year, mid mid football season last year, the way people are talking about Bailey is the way they were talking about Mac. And so quickly we forget that, you know, the, the, what we, what we liked about Mac and, and I am, I am solidly in the Mac Jones is my quarterback camp. Um, so that's, I just wanted to make sure that I, I was on the record with how I felt about that. I'm going to say something that I, I don't know if I've ever talked about publicly before, Mike. Um, the year's 2002, um, and we have this, uh, you know, our, 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 our franchise quarterback goes down with a life-threatening injury, uh, Drew Bledsoe. And uh, we have this young upstart quarterback come in, was the third-string quarterback the previous season. Um, little did I know that this man was – going to become one of the most important people in my life. Uh, At the time, (laughs) I dug my, as a 12-year-old fan of the Patriots and a 12-year-old fan of Drew Bledsoe, I dug my heels into the ground uh, saying that this, that the team belonged to Drew Bledsoe. It wasn't until, it wasn't until Bill Belichick made the announcement after Drew Bledsoe came in, and won the AFC championship game in Pittsburgh. It wasn't until uh, Bill Belichick made the announcement that Tom Brady would be starting the Super Bowl that I was like, okay, we're riding with, we're riding with, we're riding with TB12. But for that entire season, I was a Drew Bledsoe guy. So I, I'm, I'm in the same, I'm in the same place as you are. I believe this is Mac Jones team, but at the same time, I don't want to make the, I don't want, I don't want history to repeat itself. And I, I, I want, I don't want to make the, the same mistake I made, uh, you know, uh, let's say 22 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's the, uh, the comparison is fun, right? Because the, it's the legend. It is, it is, you know, the, the children's story that we'll, we'll, you know, tell our, our kids and their kids and the generations for generations to come is that fairy tale. But the, the problem is, is 
that doesn't happen every day, and it would be remarkable if it happens twice around here. I mean, if it happens it might happen twice, once every three decades, it might happen once every three decades. Um, I, I'm just not, I, I'm just not ready to. Uh, I don't know if something, something just doesn't feel right about it. And listen, there might be a day when I have to sit here and say that I was wrong, and uh, I'll be if if the scenario you're laying out is is what it is then i will be happy to say that i was wrong but i uh yeah mac jones is my quarterback and you know there's gonna be people who disagree with me there's gonna be people who argue with me there's gonna be people who are unhappy with that uh but that's that's just how i feel and uh that's that's i, I felt like i needed to to go on the record and say that all right, that's fair. Did we talk about on last podcast about Tom Brady? Can we? Did we ever get a wellness check on Tom Brady? Can somebody? Can somebody go check I, I, on? I him? feel we'll like we've done a few wellness All checks right. on Tom Brady, but right. uh, I just, I just need to make sure. Well, I just need to make sure my guy's doing okay. We might be in emergency mode. Yeah, we might yeah. be. We might be. <laughs> All right. Well, two more weeks till Indy. What are we at today? Would be God. about two and a half weeks till Indy. Um. <laughs> Oh, geez, I did forget to mention this on the podcast. Um, you and, and I'm I'm gonna put it on the record now. You and Trent, you know, there was there was a while there where it was looking like there wasn't any chance that I was gonna lose this thing. But um, I'm on the road for work right now, and I just found out that one of my kids has COVID, so I'm going into the belly bee. So congratulations, Mike and Trent. The 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 window is opening up. If I get COVID a week before Indy. It's it's a ball game. It's a ball game. So I'm just putting that out there that um, excuse train. Here comes. Well, the no, train. there's no excuse train. Vegas. I just need to let Vegas know that hey, these odds probably should start evening out. So that's true. That the the betters might be like, what's going on? Why is an inside tip? Why all of a sudden is Steve into into this in is plus territory? This is this is um you know coaches having to announce their injuries uh for vegas you know so i'm just i'm just i'm just being up in front up front and honest with the bookmakers right now well steve i'm not going to repeat my pump-up speech that i that i gave you before the show here but you know one day when you know the the movie is is written and you know i i'm in the 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 locker room firing up the boys we'll remember the pump-up speech i think turned you around i think i think the reason we got so late in the podcast for you to bring this up is because i I rallied you and I, I got you back on the right track. So, uh, uh, again, you're, you're welcome for that. A little bit of doom and gloom over here. Not going to lie, but we'll get through it. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get to the starting line and, you know, just all you need is a chip in a chair, right? right. Small, minor setback for major comeback. All right, Mike. I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. Girls are-